Welcome to Fans of the Forge Wrap-Up for Season 6, Episode 12 of Fortune Fire, Battle of the Branches, Part 3, The Marines. The Marines. Getting right into it. On my right, we have... Teresa. On my left, we have... Sean. And I'm Chris. And our contestants for this episode were Trip Gwynn, with eight years of service, Rick Johnson, who had four years of service, Gene Hodges, with 21 years in the service, and Garrett Elting, who had four years in the service. For round one, our Marines had to make a K-bar. Big surprise. I know, right? <laughs> I like the themes that have become apparent in yes. <laughs> this whole tournament. Yeah, it's, it's good. The K-Bar has been the fighting knife of the United States Marine Corps. Featuring a short, lightweight blade and a clipped point, it is famous for its multitude of uses. Blade length had to be between 8 to 10 inches. It had to have a clipped point, a false edge, and a through tang. It also needed to be a sand mine construction harvested from an anchor and a crossbar. Yeah. The crossbar was made from W1 steel, and then the anchor was mild steel. So... It's interesting. Like I like the design of a K bar, so it's going to be cool to see them make those knives. Yep. And you see, they got another sand mai in here. So the Yet last again. one had the sand mai yeah. as well. But it didn't seem like it was too difficult, and they jumped right into it together and all right. started working as a team to to break it apart. And so they worked together to get the pieces that they needed, and. Doug said, once a Marine, always a Marine, always taught to work as a team. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. They highlighted that. It was good. Kind of rhymes. By the time we wrote that down, they'd said it at least four times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it seems that the Marines work as a team. That's what they're trained to do, to be a unit. Is that correct? Yeah. I think that sounds right. Aren't, Aren't they all... Yeah, they're all trained as teams, but... It just seemed to be more prominent with the Marines. Yeah, I agree. So, for Rick, he started by cleaning up the steel, and as he's working, he sees the forge well didn't really take, and he doesn't have time to start over, but he powers through. He cuts off the delaminating bit on the end and then grinds the tip into his blade. On the first quench, he had a pretty big warp that wasn't looking so good. Nah. And it was smoking hot, (laughs) super hot when he went in for the second quench. And in watching this, something clicked in my head that we've been watching all these episodes of the show. We've seen guys have this issue before where they they do the first quench and it comes out warped. And sometimes it shows them fixing it and and straightening it out. But a lot of times when they're going in for another quench, it just says, I'm going to go in for another quench and they go right back in. So in doing that quench, is it straightening out the warp by putting it back in, or are they doing something before they put it back in, you think? Cause I I don't think they're doing anything before they do another they're quench. They're just going right in and then back into the oil, yeah. and that's supposed to straighten it out? Cause it seems- that's what I believe. I, I understand uh, what your question is. You know, why would just another quench do that? I don't know the answer. But I, they've never ever shown anyone actually doing anything between putting it back into right. another quench. Yeah, so to try and fix a warp. I know there's science behind it. I don't know what the science. Maybe is. the grains line up differently and pull it a different, you know, back to center. 
Yeah, maybe. Is, is the, the thought behind it, perhaps? Could be. Well, if you're watching this show and you know the answer, leave a comment below and yeah. correct us on what we're talking about. But anyway, he goes in for a second quench and he gets another warp. And then with 15 minutes left to the round, he goes in for a third quench and it's warped again. And he puts it in the vise and just hopes it straightens out before the uh, round was over. They showed it in the vise too. <laughs> and it was crooked. It was like not on both shape. ends where it was like past the vise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jaws. It was like, a bo- I don't think, you know, you need more. You, you know, need more. Flat yeah. Squeeze between right. everything. Yeah, it was. It was a little rough. (laughs) Then moving on to Gene, as he was working, he realized that the mild steel isn't the same length as the W1, uh, but he keeps working it and moves on forward. He used the angle grinder to get the rough shape of the point and then used the belt grinder from there. And he seemed to have a pretty good quench. And then in grinding the blade, he found a delamination. And as he's grinding it, the blade starts to warp and you can see that there was some sort of stresses going on just from the heat of the ground. It was just warping even more, but he put serrations on the spine to kind of pretty it up a little bit. And I think his thoughts was that it was drawing attention away from the flaws of the blade by having those nice serrations on the, the spine worth the effort i suppose yeah I mean, it is i mean what else are you going to do you have very little time left at that yeah. point and a traditional k-bar doesn't have those right or does it i think it, it i don't think they were required to put required. them on they were required i want to say there are some sort of serrations I think on there them. are yeah we'll look it up i'll maybe i'll post it behind us or something well then let's do the answer no there's no serrations on a k-bar <laughs> they aren't i mean they weren't yeah so it's not yeah it just wasn't a thing yeah it's not a thing I'm pretty sure they are, though. <laughs> All right. Um, for Trip, he was only planning on having his mild steel near the spine of his blade uh, so that yeah. it would be away from the edge, which is allowed. It's still a San Mai if you put it up in the spine. You still right. have that steel there. And then that way you're not compromising the hardenable steel at the edge and the, the soft stuff stays yeah. away from there. And it strengthens the spine out for a lot of chopping force and, and that right. sort of thing. Um, he was the first one to quench, and he had about an hour left at that point. But he did get a bit of a warp, and he kept working on through it. They didn't really show him too much more after that. But then he saw Gene putting serrations on his blade, and he's like, well, if he's doing that, right. I should probably be doing that too. Yeah. So he went Go and he, for it. he put some serrations on his as well. So. We moved on to Garrett, and Garrett flattened the W1 so that he could put it between the already flat pieces of mild steel. Makes sense. And then later, as he's grinding, he discovers there's a delamination, and he takes a chisel to it to get some of the mild steel off that may break off later anyway. So that was actually a good idea. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, the judges were impressed at that. They liked that. So that it was just removing the chance for a flaw to come later on. Right. It'd be in the way. And then he anticipated he would get a warp because of the mild steel he took off. So he made a jig beforehand and put it in the vise, just like you were saying, like these nice flat, I think it was angle iron, right? 
Uh, well, he did something. He had some bolts sticking up through, didn't he? Oh, that's yeah. right. He had the yeah. bolts sticking through. But so I've seen before, that. yeah, you've had long pieces of angle iron. Yep. But he had a contingency plan. Yeah. yeah. Ready to go in anticipation of this thing right. that would likely happen. And he did end up having a little bit of a wiggle when he did the quench, but the jig worked out really well for right. him, and he was able to straighten it. So we move on to our judging for trip. It looked really solid. The file work was nice. There was a teeny warp, and it was nice, lean, light, solid piece of steel. So it was looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for Rick, he had a very wobbly edge, and the seam, there was a noticeable seam on the spine of the blade that didn't look too good. No. And he had his clip point and the weight for his knife were both very good. For Gene... They like the profile, but don't like the clip point. So it was not the right shape yeah. for a K-bar. And uh, it also had a warp. And there was a deep delamination where the mild steel ends. And then for Garrett, it was aggressive, thick spine, and solid, clean work. And that's really all they said. So yeah. that's pretty good. You know, if they're not saying anything bad about it, it right? Yep. And so... Due to the wobbly edge and the seam in the spine, Rick gets the boot. So move on to round two. Round two. So they are asked to, of course, attach a handle and also deal with any blade flaws. Uh, they must uh, include symmetrical cross guard, stacked leather handle, butt cap or pommel, and only two hours to do so. Again with the Again, two hours. Yes, interesting. So was that for every episode of the Battle of the Branches so far? I think so. Yep. have two hours? Yeah. Two hours and four, four days. four days, right? Nope. Okay. So for Trip, uh, he started by fixing his delamination by putting epoxy in the gap with some steel power, some 1095 powder. Um, so, and the judges said, yeah, that's better than like trying to weld it and affect the heat treat of it. And so good idea. Uh, he puts the blade in the vise, covers the leather in epoxy, and compresses it while it's drying, and adds grooves to his handle to match the K-bar design. Yep. For Gene, he fixed the warp in his blade by putting uh, it between some angle iron and then reheating the blade. Uh, he's soldering, well, attempted to. I don't know if it was really successful. I suppose it might have been. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. He tried to solder his brass guard into place. Uh, didn't really seem to work. I think he he brought out a <laughs> the the settling torch. I don't know if he got any better results with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not really sure. I don't think so. But uh, anyhow, um, he's not being. <laughs> so he was holding the brass in his hands. I did these for the yeah. drill bit. Chris typed so, this part. Um, and <laughs> he was not being very safe when trying to uh, drill holes in his guard. Um. <laughs> so he, he's holding this square piece of a brass up into the drill press. Like yeah. it's just, it's Rather on than clamping not it bringing down the and drill bringing, press down. Yeah. No, he's bringing the brass to the drill. And hey, what do you know? It spins and Ooh, yeah. <laughs> cuts him. So he's got this little go bag with him. He band-aids himself. And uh, moves on. <laughs> moves on. And finally, for Garrett, he starts immediately on the stacked leather. Um, did have some issues keeping everything straight as he clamped it down. He had issues trying to drill through his guard, um, but then uh, peened his rebar over the end of the pommel to secure it in place. Um, ben comments that people often miscalculate 
what they need to peen for metal um, over. So they usually have like too much sticking out and you really don't need much. You just need a little bit. Right. Um, and you give up on trying to peen it and uses epoxy to glue it together. Right. So moving on to testing. For the strength test, Ben is going to chop mercilessly nine times into rifle barrels. That's a pretty... It was an intense test. test, yeah. Uh, so for a trip, Ben uh, says, nice job. There's some glinting on the edge, but held up phenomenally. For Gene, the guard got a little loose, but did not fall apart. And for Garrett, uh, there's a, a decent chunk was taken out, but yeah. the rest is still there. Um, for the sharpness test, Doug was cut through three ropes. Uh, for trip, it doesn't cut the rope at all. It was not sharp enough. And Doug says it kind of cuts. Yeah. For Gene, it cuts through all the ropes and held up with some minor glinting. It will cut. And when Doug says it will cut, Gene gets excited and says, he said it. Yeah. That was, that was pretty funny that they kept that in. Yeah. I wonder how many other guys, like, have that reaction when they're sitting in I, You know, everyone's, like, really excited to hear any words from Doug. Oh, yeah. Like, it will kill, it will cut. Uh for Garrett, um, the handle's a bit big, but it is comfortable. Despite having a chunk taken out of the blade, it still cuts. Yeah, that was impressive. Even though it had that big missing yeah. spot, it was still sharp. So I was wondering what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a knife that didn't cut. You had a knife that did cut with a chunk missing. Well, Garrett got booed because his blade took the most damage during the strength test. And it's based on a requirement that the user can depend on the quality of the knife. Right. So. I mean, it was what, tough. It was hard to say I mean, about that one. What, what kind of quality is a dull blade? True. But at least it didn't like Dull fall blade apart. could still be sharpened and used, well, whereas it was kind of be hard to yeah, fix that. That's a vice, a yeah. All right. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> I've heard that enough <laughs> to last me my entire life. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So we move on to round three. I feel like there's a story behind that one. Well, that's... Uh, that's Jeff Fader's little oh, catchphrase. Okay. I'm with you. Anyway. Anyway, round three is to make a Marine Corps officer sword, a.k.a. the Mameluke. Did I say that right? I, I think so. I just Close heard enough. it before. I think Mameluke. it was like Mameluke. Mameluke. Yeah. The Mameluke originates from the Ottoman Empire in Persia and was first bestowed upon Marine Lieutenant... Presley O'Bannon by the rulers of Tripoli for his bravery during the Battle of Derna. Since 1825, it has been given to Marines who show extraordinary service. Similar to the Persian Shamshir, it features a thin blade, shallow curve, and its signature inward curved pommel. It's ideal for cavalry and foot soldiers to deliver lethal slashes and thrusts on their enemy. Legend has it that the blade was nearly unbreakable and could cut a person in two. That's pretty badass. I, I didn't know the history behind that yeah. sword, but I've seen those before. So that's pretty impressive. That That's the legend they have. Yeah. So, anyway. So they've got some pretty tight parameters. The blade must be 29 to 30 inches long. The depth of the curve between three quarters and one inch. Have a curved handle head a cross guard between five and six inches, and langeys on both sides of the blade. And there's four days to make the weapon. Okay. Four days. Four days. Once again. So for Trip, day one starts at the guard because he sees it as the most complicated part of the sword. He's attempting to make it out of one piece of brass, and he had a, a lathe or something, right? A milling machine. Milling machine. Yeah. 
that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was yeah. able to mill the, nice. the shape in there. That saved him a lot of time when it came to that piece. And it was very complex. It would be If he had to forge that out, yeah. it would take a long no, time. No, thank you. No. So day two is spent forging, heat treating, and quenching the blade. He wants to have enough time to start over if something goes wrong. Um, but the quench seems to go well. Day three is not shown. And then day four, the focus is on sharpening the blade. He does his own sharpness test just to make sure it will pass this time. Right. For Gene, day one starts with the blade. Uh, he cuts a piece of log to the parameters of the curve of the blade. And he whacks the heated steel against the log to have the appropriate curve. Then he heat treats and quenches. That was pretty cool. Pretty nifty. That was yeah. a neat technique. And I really never seen that before. Yeah. So that was impressive that it worked that well. Yeah. Like, because you're shaping. That was a long piece. Also, yeah. let's just talk about it shows up at his forge, and he's got a five-burner freaking forge. Yeah, that was long. <laughs> yeah. What in the world? Like, I've never seen anybody have something sweet. that long for the final build. At least we haven't seen some of the episodes from earlier yeah. on. But that's usually you're seeing three. Yeah. So, like, what else is this guy using this thing for? Swords. Swords. Swords, More I guess. swords. So, anyway, that was cool. Use it for forging Valerian steel. Could be. <laughs> Dragon glass weapons. <laughs> yeah. All right. Day two is not shown. Day three, he tried some sand casting the guard. He's never sand casted before. Decided that this is a good time to try it. Go big or yeah. go home. Go big or go home. He used a combo of sandbox sand, kitty litter, and water, which makes sense. Think you about gotta it. get the right texture and density. So he molded clay into the rough shape of what he wanted the guard to look like, and then he packed the sand mixture around it took out the clay and poured in brass and it worked. Good job. It's <laughs> awesome. Day four was fit and finish. He has a bit of time, so he puts the name of all the marine competitors on the blade with gun blue, um, as well as four horsemen, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that was neat. That was pretty cool. Then they go in for testing. Doug has the ballistics dummy kill test, which the closed caption shows is K-E-A-L. Yes. Mm -hmm. Keep everything alive. Oh. That's Doug's thing. That, that, that's on the, uh, that says it that way on my shirt. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> so for Trip, uh, his cuts off the top of the head, kind of like in Heroes. <laughs> yeah. That oh, was pretty cool. Oh, in yeah, that's a yeah. throwback. <laughs> um, the handle is comfortable. The edge is sharp. No issues, even cutting through the skull. No chipping, no glinting. And when thrusting, it penetrates and cuts all the way um, like in and out. Yep. It will kill. Oh, yeah. So for Gene, showing up snazzy dresser with his fox hat. The fox hat was something <laughs> else. Hello. You're not going to miss that guy. <laughs> it's true. Keeps You're not going to lose that dude. Hey, where'd Gene go? Oh, just look for the fox hat. <laughs> <laughs> so his smashed the nose off the ballistic dummy. Um, it picked up a warp. The handle is blocky and smooth, so it was hard to hold on to when covered in blood. Um, Doug lost his grip on it, which is dangerous. Oh, yeah. Um, the edge is sharp, the tist is thrustable, and it will kill. For the strength test, Dave is smashing six suspended clay pots, which we've talked about the clay pots before. How do we feel about the clay pots? Those ones look more sturdy than some of the other These, ones we've Okay, seen. yeah. They looked a little different. Like, the ones we've seen in the past just look like... Just like punch and crumble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've given... We've 
talked shit about the clay pots before, but you <laughs> they know just, they remind me of the clay pots and like the Zelda games that you <laughs> run into the houses and just start smashing them and they would yeah. explode and give you coins. Right. But this one looked like it might do some damage. It looked a little different. Maybe it's just because they changed the color, but it just Perhaps. made it look. And then when well, when you see them hitting it, it looks like maybe it was a little bit thicker, denser of a yeah of a pot. And there was some. It was definitely full of sand. And I, I mean, I guess the the result is always the same. Like you're hitting it against a very hard object, right? Brittle, yeah. but hard. So, yeah. um, <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Yeah. To that end, Trip's blade breaks on the first pot. Oof. Yeah. Um, so starting with the positive before addressing the obvious, had a comfortable handle, loved the feel, shape, and look, but the blade fails because of a micro crack on the edge, which who would have seen that? Especially after going through the, the kill test, like yeah. that's hitting a lot of force. Like Doug is not going to cut off the skull. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, for Gene, he just needs to survive one smash with the warp in the blade. So right. there's a little bit of concern there that it still wouldn't pass. Um, so we have suspense. We cut to commercial. And then when we come back, he makes it. Mm-hmm. Strong blade yep. held up. Good job. So Trip gets the boot because of the catastrophic fail. Good job, Gene, being the Marine champion. And moves on to the final. So that was pretty good. That was a good yeah. episode. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And it uh, had a very exciting ending. And congratulations to everyone that was on there. And once well, again, thank you we for your service. Like, thank you for your service. Yes. yes. Thank you for your service. And that is the wrap-up for this episode. Thanks for watching. Thank you for following us and subscribing on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. All the places. All the places. And we actually, I'm pushing my Instagram account, my personal Instagram account. Oh, hello. If you look for infinite underscore forge or infinite forge, you'll find my forge account that I've started for the little shed that's in my yard. <laughs> because he actually has a forge now. And today, so close actually, to being all in the same spot. I started the forge today for the first time. And well, how that about thing. that? And metal, like I came metal. in the mail. I have metal right here. Right here. I got a shipment of metal. I was so all I can... excited it was my present. And nope, it's metal. No, nah. it's metal. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on that. But it'll that's be coming okay. soon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... I'll be posting some work-related foraging stuff in the workshop. This guy. Big shot over here at the forge. Big shot? Well, (laughs) the forge. It wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even be this close if it wasn't for Sean helping me move the shed across the yard, which if you didn't see that story I put on Instagram, I'll have to put it in one of YouTube videos. We didn't capture enough footage of that. It was horrible. You guys were busy. We had photos and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. It was a rough day. It was fine. We got through it. And uh, so the shed's almost ready. I'll have doors coming very soon. And then all the stuff I've set aside over there is going to yep. go right out that door and into the, the workshop. So that should be fun. Also, we still have that 1,000 subscriber giveaway going Ending on. soon. Ending soon. Hopefully, if we can find somebody to take care of the handles for or the the bolts no. for us, so that's something we're working on. It's the last piece, right? It's the Everything last thing we need is to get the wood bolts for the crossbow um, tips that were sent to us by JD Hungerford. It hasn't been going to plan. We are working hard to find somebody to either do it for us or do it ourselves. So we will figure mm. something out soon, and we'll go from there. All right. 
So all the details for that you can find either on the video on our channel for the 1,000 subscriber giveaway or go to our Instagram and look for that post. Cool. It has all the rules. And that's that. Anything else? No. All right. Thanks for watching. See you. Bye.